from, Joseph? South Shields. Ethel. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy cooking bacon and stuff, working with flour. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're You're welcome. welcome. Hi, babes. Hi. How have you been? (laughs) I've been good. We've spent the whole day together. We have. Let's be transparent. (laughs) We've said so many words to one another. Uh, Most exciting new news. You no longer live in the You're Welcome America studios. No, I'm just, I've moved out from my room that was just behind the bins. Yeah. Behind the studio bins. Mm -hmm. I, um, yeah, I have moved to the bright lights of Koreatown. Mm -hmm. Um, I was thinking about the UK equivalent of Koreatown. Um, or specifically the kind of London equivalent of Koreatown, just kind of trying to think like what kind of area it seems like. I feel like I've got like a, it's like a touch of the bonkersness of Brixton. Yes. Um, with I don't know, kind of like the walkability of Clerkenwell. Clerkenwell. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Clerkenwell. So. Yeah. Yes. Okay, fine. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, Clerkenwell meets Brixton. Yeah. Oh, so, yes. chew on that. A spicy mix. <laughs> um, yeah, and your your apartment building is pretty fascinating. Yeah, I was. I showed you my apartment building in my apartment earlier. I was saying to you, my lobby looks like the lobby from the Tower of Terror at Disneyland. Yeah. Very, like, spooky and gothic, but also fake. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you pointing out the fireplace that had, like red lights in it to, as if it was fake fire it was just really good yeah and i showed you my very strange pool on the roof that i've got great views which supposedly was used by the olympians back in the 20s because it was the only rooftop pool in los angeles <laughs> and they and they have to like practice i think about to say rehearse they have to rehearse in a rooftop <laughs> yeah, you pool. gotta rehearse gotta rehearse well, like if it's synchronized swimming you're rehearsing i suppose wait have i told you about the synchronized swimming in that happens in the pool nearby here <laughs> no. i think i think i have Happy. so basically uh i go to like local pool and go for lengths and some at the weekend sometimes the synchronized swimmers go and rehearse and they rehearsed with one song and they put like these special speakers in the pool so they can hear it underwater what do you think that song is um dancing in the moonlight i told you that did you wait that's the song i just guessed that no oh maybe you've told me maybe i've told you that's but anyway (laughs) this is future fraser Uh, on review we have discussed this before so i'm clearly a liar but I don't remember you telling me that. That's so weird. In I, any, heard, I heard that song at work the other day and I thought of you and I was like, oh my God, it's Dancing <laughs> in the Moon, like one of the most annoying songs that's ever made. But in any case, why in the year 2020 <laughs> are like teenagers like rehearsing to Dancing in the Moonlight in a pool? Oh God, that's one of those songs that has like a beginning, the opening bars make my skin crawl. Horrible. But yeah, your new apartment's very exciting. Yes, I'm very happy. I wanted to fill you in in a conversation we had at dinner last night not me and you just other people okay um eric uh asked us what i think the uk equivalent of the city of phoenix is phoenix in arizona right and because we were talking about how the fact that in phoenix it's where loads of people go retire right um it's basically lots of white people Mm -hmm. but traditionally there was a lot of um native american tribes there i think so anyway it's Mm. like quite a specific place and it's very hot and it's also completely unsustainable like this city's (laughs) been built somewhere where no city should be built so like nature's trying to take it down at every turn exactly (laughs) so what do you think the uk equivalent of that is god um 
we it is a difficult one yeah so we we weirdly ended up um saying the canary islands like grand canaria <laughs> because we're thinking is there somewhere where british people go that and retire but it's a country that kind of isn't their own that's a very good point i think just anywhere in the costa del sol actually i yeah. would say pretty, pretty good <laughs> costa del sol slash spanish islands yeah you're right have you wait have you ever been to grand canaria Grand Canaria. Sorry, I say, well, is it Canaria? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I say, we would, in Scotland, we say Canaria. Oh, the old Scottish excuse, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, I don't know if I've been, I think I haven't been to Grand Canaria. What? The reason is basically I've been to Tenerife, uh, Mallorca, Menorca, Ibiza, and I find it all very confusing. I don't think I've been to Grand Canaria. How annoying is it when people say Tenerife? I've never heard anyone call it Tenerife. Oh yeah, we went to Tenerife. (laughs) That is not a Scottish thing. That's madness. Um, Okay, we should tell everyone we have our usual listeners, but in every episode of You're Welcome America, we discuss an American topic and a British topic. And we work out the UK and US translations and we just run away with it. Yeah. Before we go do those, shall we do some feedback? Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to start off the feedback. We got a lovely, a lovely WhatsApp from Tom in London. Oh. He sent us um, a picture of him and a friend of the podcast, Denise Welsh. So there they are. Oh, wow. How would you describe Denise's look in this picture? She looks a lot like my mum, genuinely. <laughs> so that's always what confuses me about Denise. So it's like looking at a picture of if my mum decided to do like a Ziggy Stardust kind of cosplay look mixed with kind of a... A draggy snakeskin vibe. Love it. There we go. <laughs> it, it, the, she's wearing a, a, a pink snakeskin jacket that almost kind of suggests that she's got her own like line at Pretty Little Thing or yeah. something. Um, but so anyway, that was a DragCon, wasn't yes, it? Yes. So he said it's backstage at DragCon. Tom went up to her and said, I know Ben and Fraser. And then once he also said, you're welcome, America, she realized what I was talking about. And she was delighted to send you a photo of us. Oh, amazing. So it's lovely to have Denise uh, with us as but- ever. The weird connection is that Tom, the reason he was at DragCon is because his husband is Crystal. Yeah. And Crystal is our other famous guest from the podcast. So all our worlds were colliding. So basically, we should have just gone to DragCon to find more guests. Yeah, we've made a real mistake there. Yeah. Um, Nina also got in touch um, because we obviously talked about her in the last episode and the fact that she'd done a Mr. Motivator workout on vacation. Okay, so here she is. Uh, loving the pod this week, guys. Always fun to get a mention. <laughs> the Mr. Motor DVD was filmed in Runaway Bay in Jamaica, the hotel <laughs> I was staying in. My cousins and I were featured for the finale, and we all did some Calypso moves and ran into the sea in the end. It was the best day. <laughs> calypso moves. Some Calypso moves. Very specific. What does that mean? Wait, and then she sent me, because um, I was like, I wanted to know more details because I really thought it was the one that I used to do as a kid. Um, she sent me, it's the Mr. Motivator, the new BLT workout from 2006. Uh, that wasn't the one right. that I did. Um, BLT, oh, bums, legs and tums. Yeah, bums, legs and tums. Oh yeah, and it says, for this first time ever in DVD, the brand new BLT workout fe- features real people. Yeah, we can confirm. Know, achieving real results, shot in beautiful Jamaica, and all to the sound of Soka Calypso music. Oh yeah, so she wasn't, yeah, yeah she was so right. There we are. 
Right, what more feedback have we got? Um, so Lydia in London, my friend Lydia, she um, replied to our story. Uh, it's a little picture of the bar in Gelson's and she wants to know the UK translation of noshing. Because she, it's the noshing, noshing and imbibing bar. bar. She knows what the UK translation of noshing is. I'm not going to justify that one. Yeah. She knows what she did. Quote, <laughs> <laughs> the hills. <laughs> Speaking of Crystal, um, something we forgot to mention uh, before, we did get a little bit of feedback that uh, Crystal forwarded us from Twitter, or Twitter, as they say here. So Erin Marie on Twitter got in touch with Crystal and says, on their podcast, Crystal will see now's friends educated me on Iceland Foods, grocery store in the UK. Lo and behold, there is one down the street from my mate's house within walking distance. I am ready. Here I come, London. Oh. Hashtag you're welcome, America. Hashtag podcast. Hashtag grocery store obsessions, which I really like the hashtag grocery store obsession. That's like, I'm, I'm into that. Um, wait, I wonder where she lives then. I wonder where she normally exists. I, I think it means that she's, I think it means she's moved from, moved from here to the UK. I think that's what's happened. Oh, okay. Well, Erin, you let us know. Not yeah. on Twitter because we don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, and uh, old friend of the pod now, Disco Drive Through, um, was sent us a quick message saying that he's having a, a Christmas trip around the US. And just kind of pointed out some strange things. One of the things is flapjacks, biscuits, scones. Confusing what's going to arrive. That's very true. What do you mean confusing what's going to arrive? Depending on what you order. Oh, I see. So I, I actually agree with that because I was trying to explain at work what flapjacks are. And flapjacks here are pancakes. What? Yeah, flapjacks are pancakes. So no. like you can't, if you, if you ordered flapjacks at a restaurant here, you would get pancakes. I didn't know that. But they also know that they're called pancakes too. Very strange. <laughs> um, just go drive through. Thank you for always getting in touch. Yeah, and just appreciate it. Uh, yeah, he had one final point. He says, you have a broiler setting on an oven, which is grilling, and grilled cheese is actually fried and not grilled. <laughs> Why does nothing make sense? Nothing, yeah, nothing <laughs> does make sense. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, okay, we've also set in play our New Year, New Year Welcome America competition in the last episode. We are replacing Theresa May uh, in our opening titles. R.I.P. Theresa. R.I.P. Theresa. Bye-bye. Uh, we are looking for a, a really perfect American or British pop culture sound bite to put in there. So we've had a few suggestions. We'd love some more before we settle on one. Yeah. So do get in touch if you have a really good, a really perfect British or American um, clip that we can use in our opening uh, titles. I mean, you've heard the other ones. You know what we're after. Um, and also, I know that, I think you do know this, but I did uh, DM Samantha Mumba the other day thinking she'd be a really fun guest for the podcast. Uh, no response just yet. So let's just keep checking in to see if Samantha Mumba's seen my DM. That's just Samantha Mumba watch. <laughs> Got it. Um, perfect. Oh, and if anyone else can think of a really good celebrity that they know yeah. they're friends with, we're talking to you, Billy. Do get in touch because we'd love to have them on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And Killian, I know you're friends with Samantha Mumba on Facebook. Send her a message and tell her to come on our podcast. If, we if, need her. If everyone could just harass Samantha Mumba <laughs> digitally, um, but in a nice way, um, and yeah, just like really get us on her radar that would be great <laughs> i know we're asking a lot of the audience whether it's you know submitting a sound clip or mumble watch right should we get on with the show yes yeah, 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 yeah. and we're back every week we do an american topic or a british topic and first up is ben with an american topic okay do you know what it is right now it's award season <gasps> and that means the Oscars are going to happen. All, I mean, lots of other awards, but the Oscars, they're the one. Oh, yeah. Where do the Oscars take place? 
Why, I think they take place in Hollywood. 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 My topic today is <laughs> Hollywood. Oh my god. It's a pretty big topic, I will say. That's a that's a, a unwieldy topic. How are you going to get that one going? Okay, well, let's start off. What do you think of when you think of Hollywood? What's the first thing you think of? First thing I think of? Yes. That would be the lovely, iconic Hollywood sign. Thank you for answering correctly. <laughs> okay, so we all know the Hollywood sign. Here's the little story. So basically, in 1923, a large sign that actually read Hollywood Land yep. was built in the Hollywood Hills. And basically, it's purpose was to advertise a housing development and then it fell into disrepair and then basically um the city of la was like do you know what it's kind of good let's give it a zhuzh so they gave it a zhuzh <laughs> in 1949 and now it's become um a very sort of important symbol not so much of the housing estate but of like the district <laughs> yes they took the land off there. Right? they took the land off there and it just says hollywood well i have to say one of my favorite things since i moved here is when you are going about like a day-to-day -day business and you're like, oh, I'm just going to do some errands. And when you're like driving in a car and you just like glance out of the window and you see the Hollywood sign, it's still, even after a year of living here, it gives me like a thrill in the pit of my stomach. I'm like, oh, there's yeah. the Hollywood sign. I completely agree. This morning when I was driving to our dance class along the 101 freeway, I was driving <laughs> along and then suddenly the Hollywood sign appeared on the right-hand side. Yeah. At the exact moment, there was a guy on the left-hand side of the freeway taking a shit. <laughs> and I thought that pretty much sums up Hollywood. Yeah, it really does. Because here's the thing about Hollywood. Most people, if they haven't been or if they think about it, they think it's a very glamorous, gorgeous place. Mm -hmm. However, we know the truth. Yeah. Um, Hollywood is uh, a district in LA. It's a neighborhood yep. in very central LA. My office is there. Mm -hmm. So I'm there every day. Um, it traditionally was where a lot of the movie studios were. Yep. And there still are a lot today. Um, but it's been a bit of a seedy place over the years. If you think of the movie... What's that family-friendly movie about prostitution called again? Ah, uh, Pretty Woman. Mm, pretty Woman. <laughs> if you think about Pretty Woman, that's where she does her business yep. in Hollywood. And that's kind of traditionally what Hollywood was about. In the sort of past five, ten years, they've really tried to redevelop it yeah. and gentrify it. Um, and now there's lots of expensive flats and all kinds of things. Um, so I was going to run through some of the key landmarks in Hollywood. Okay. And we will... I'm ready. Oh, actually, first of all, have you ever done any of those open-air bus tours in LA? No, I kind of still want to do one. They're really fun. Yeah, I want to go on the TMZ one. Oh. Because I feel like it's, like, super trashy. I feel like it'll take you to, like... You know, I, w I want to go on one where it's like, here's where, like, Hugh Grant got a blowjob from the prostitute. That'd here's, like... Sex worker, sorry. Um, And, like, you know, here's where, like, Lindsay Lohan... You know, was driving the wrong way down the freeway. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I like the idea of, of that kind of, the TMZ version of, of Hollywood. We, I, when I first moved here, there was a period of time where I wasn't working for a number of weeks and one of our, one of my friends, Jen, visited. So we did a couple of them and you, they start in Hollywood, right. like in the tourist area in Hollywood and you get on them and you go around and they're, they're really fun because you sit on the top deck and you kind of actually get, particularly if you haven't been here for very long and I've only been there for like three months you get like a good geography sense of yeah. LA, but some of the stuff that's said on the guides is really funny and outdated. Like we were driving past the Beverly center, this giant mall. Yeah. Oh, which should definitely be a topic of mine one week. Oh yeah. The Beverly center. Um, <laughs> and it's driving past the Beverly center. And it, it was like, this is where all the stars go to shop. And it's like, mm, in that giant outdated mall. I don't think so. Okay. Some of the key sites in Hollywood, we've obviously talked about the sign and um, the, 
Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Okay. Now that's actually where the very first Oscars took place. Oh. Have you ever been to that hotel? No, I haven't. You would love it. Okay. Bearing in mind that you now live in a building that you said feels like a haunted mansion or the Disneyland. Exactly. Yeah. That's very much the vibe of that hotel. Oh, great. It's on Hollywood Boulevard, yeah. right in the middle, the kind of main strip. It's a giant spooky hotel. Um, it's really insane and kind of fun. And uh, when our friend Seamus was in town, he yep. stayed there and had like a really weird, fun room. But there was lots of events going on at the time. So I remember he told me it took him 20 minutes to get an elevator, translation lift, to his room because there were just so many people in the hotel. And he got really angry about that, which I loved. Um, so there's the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Yep. That's also where... Um, I think they still do like pool parties at the weekends and it's where um, Lauren and people in the hills would go at the weekends to go to like a pool party. Okay. Yeah. Where was the Young Hollywood party? Do you remember the Young Hollywood party? That was at a pool in a hotel from oh. season one of The Hills. Do you remember it's the one where Heidi like crashed it and minute. got Lauren into trouble with uh, I'm Googling. Lisa let me <laughs> Let me look right now. I do know that in the, the finale of The Hills, when they did like a live wraparound show, they did it from the pool okay. at... Um, Hollywood Roosevelt. Young Hollywood party. <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to do it in post. Okay, great. I'm going to watch, I'm gonna future... watch that episode and Perfect. I'm going to report back on it. A future Fraser here again. Uh, I actually just watched the episode on Amazon Prime uh, and I can tell you it was indeed at the Roosevelt Hotel. Also, uh, there's a scene where uh, Elsie and Whitney are doing invites to the party and they talk about how much they like Josh Dumel who's going and then they do a close-up of Whitney writing Christina Aguilera's name on an envelope invitation. <laughs> So there is the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. It's like very distinctive, very big. And as I said, it's right on um, Hollywood Boulevard, which is just really terrifying and awful um, because it is very touristy and loud and insane. Sketchy. Sketchy. It's also a lot of people dressed up in costumes and you have your picture like Captain Marvel and you take your picture. But is it an official costume or an unofficial costume? Hold on a second. Captain Marvel. Yeah, wait. Who's Captain Marvel? Oh, wait, no. Is it Captain America? No, no, no. Who's Captain Marvel? I don't know. Who's Captain Marvel? Describe Captain Marvel's uh, <laughs> powers and who played them in the movie to me. Oh, I don't know. Like, one of the one of the basic Chris's <laughs> played Captain Marvel and he's probably got red armor and some powers. I don't know. Straight powers. Okay. You just, you, you did a great fusion of, I think, three different things. Okay. So Captain America is Chris Evans. Captain Marvel was Brie Larson. Um, so she's a real character. Um, and it's Iron Man that wears the red suit. <laughs> All just the fucking same pile of shit to me. Oh, wow. Okay. There we go. Um, so Hollywood Boulevard is also where the Hollywood, Hollywood Walk, Walk of, of Fame is. I've been waiting for you to mention this. Have you been so, to the Hollywood Walk of Fame? I came to America when I was 18. Okay. Um, before I went to university, I took my gap year, which is something we should talk about at some point. Oh, your gap year? My gap year. Gap year. Um, me and my friend Leah came and we came around America and did visited lots of places. But when we came to LA, I remember specifically we walked the entire length of Hollywood Boulevard to look at every single star that we could. What? And the, the thing that no one tells you about that is that in your head, you think when you've never been to LA before, you think, oh, the Walk of Fame, it's like along a pavement, you're going to be in front of all these glamorous, like it's the you know Chinese theater, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to look at this, 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 and I'll be like walking past all these beautiful buildings. But what they don't tell you is that at a certain point, 
you you the stars just go so far that you're walking past like empty parking lots and like, <laughs> yeah. like just like dirty alleyways you're like oh okay Greta Garbo and oh she's outside like a sex shop <laughs> totally when uh Jesse used to live nearby in that neighborhood I like actually one block down from the no two blocks down from um the walk of fame and so a couple of times like in the morning I'd get up and go for coffee and like Imagine getting up and like not being that awake and walking over the Hollywood Walk of Fame to get coffee. Yes. Yeah, and then weird. you're like, oh, I'm standing in the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Well, it's like, do you remember I told you, I think I might have said this on the podcast, how I tripped over Deborah Messing when I left Barry's boot camp one day. Oh, the star Deborah Messing or the <laughs> yeah. person. Could it be neither? <laughs> um, okay. Well, because you know about the Hollywood Walk of Fame, mm. I was going to test you um, in a little game. Okay. And the game is called Walk of Fame. Or walk of no name. <laughs> so you have to guess if the person has a star or not. Okay. Okay. Number one, Beyonce. Walk of fame or walk of no name? Mm, walk of no name. Final answer? Yep. Correct. So she doesn't have one, but Destiny's Child do. <laughs> wow, okay. Which, I mean, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Speaking of which, remember like today when we heard... Check on it in the dance class, and we were like, "Oh, fun!" Beyonce was the best from from, Why you looking like you like? You from the Pink Panther movie. Of course, I think she's tried to. I think she's tried to erase that from the past. <laughs> Wait, never, I'll never forget. Was she in the Pink Panther movie? Yeah, with Steve Martin. But what was she doing in it? She was the panther. <laughs> no, she wasn't. She was not the Pink Panther. Was she playing the saxophone. Like, yeah, what was she? she? No, she was just in it. I think. Oh God. Uh oh. I don't know. I never saw it. We don't want the beehive to come for us. Let's move on. Yeah, okay. Okay, um, Walk of Fame or Walk of No Name, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Walk of Fame. Eh, Walk of No Name. Oh, has he refused it on ethical grounds? Probably. But all I know (laughs) is it says um, he doesn't have one. However, Billy Zane does. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say Kate Winslet does. Okay. Yeah. But not Billy Zane. Not Billy Zane. The thing is, if you do get a star in the Walk of Fame, you have to pay for it. And you also have to pay for the upkeep of it for for like many years. (laughs) Okay, final one. Walk of Fame, Walk of No Name, Whitney Houston. Uh, Walk of Fame. Eh, Walk of No Name. According to Whitney Houston's family, the singer never wanted a star in the Walk of Fame. She didn't want people walking on her name. That's what her mum, Pat Houston, told the New York Times. I mean, she's she's not wrong. And like we said, that walk of fame ain't that glamorous. So yeah. having your name on it isn't that great. I can also imagine, like, Whitney being really angry about the idea of someone, like, walking her name. She'd be like, no, I'm not having that. Have you ever um, have you ever had your picture taken with any of the stars on the walk of fame? No, I've had a picture taken with... Oh, I think I've taken a picture of the Muppet star. I think I've got a Britney Spears one picture somewhere. Oh, where is that? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've posed with Britney Spears. And I've posed with the Kathy Griffin star in Palm Springs. Right. The Palm Springs Walk of Fame. Of course. Yeah. Um, Okay. Other big things in Hollywood that are sort of famous or or landmarks. The Pantages Theatre. Have you been to that? No, I haven't. So it's kind of, it's a big theatre with, if like... If, like, Book of Mormon's on tour, it will pop up at the Pantages. Right. Now... I love the word Pantages. Pantages. It sounds really... Hollywood, I'm gonna go to the Pantages tonight. Well, it's funny you should say that, because every time I see the sign Pantages, I sing it... In the style of... Outrageous by Britney Britney Spears. Pantages, when I'm at a party. Pantages, when I'm at a party. I think Matt Doris, that originally came from him, and now it's infected my brain, but it's stuck. 
Oh my god. The Pantages Theatre is genuinely beautiful inside. Right. It's like all gold and gilt and everything. But it's always you, you go and it's like a really shit touring production of something. <laughs> I think I went to see a touring production of Beauty and the Beast there. Oh, that's right. I had dinner at the Hard Rock Cafe. Wow. And the Hollywood Walk of Fame, my fave. <laughs> and then went along afterwards. I was with Nicole and we went to see Beauty and the Beast, the touring version. And it was one of those, it was pretty bad. I'm sure like <laughs> one of the dancing plates like fell flat in their face at one point. It was it really got, great. Couldn't get up like a turtle. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> um, do you ever, do you consider Madame Two Swords to be a Hollywood uh, thing? Oh, because... 100%. Have you been to the one in Hollywood? No, I came here, when we came here on a holiday once, it was me and Charlie and Emily and Nina. And we got very, we got hysterical by the fact that advertised outside really prominently was Kate Blanchett. <laughs> we were just saying about how funny it was that like people are like people are like clawing down the doors to have their picture taken with Kate Blanchett. A waxwork of <laughs> yeah, Kate exactly. Blanchett. Like all oh, those those tourists from the Midwest, I'll tell you what they want. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> They're like, I love blue jasmine. I must have my picture taken with Kate Blanchett. <laughs> when I you know what when people get their waxworks done, if it's done officially and like the celebrity like agrees to yeah. it and they're like all part of it because sometimes they just do them without yeah. the subject's permission but i remember when i worked on the jonathan ross show in the uk a uk tv host he was getting his but he so he got all like scanned and measured up and everything and then it got made up but what you can do is you can give like notes and feedback to get tweaks oh so his got like tweaked and then when they revealed the tweak version he just he, we found it really funny including him because it didn't look like him at all <laughs> it genuinely looked like a woman so we, we loved that in the show it's one of our favorites um okay two other places i want to mention in hollywood um a secretive one okay. that very few people know about Lake Hollywood. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you been there with me? Yeah, we've been for a lovely walk at Lake Hollywood. So Lake Hollywood is a reservoir up in like the hills overlooking Hollywood. Um, and you get great views and there's fun houses around it. And it's weird because very few people seem to know about it. And you drive up and you park on a weird like dirt track. Yep. And you, you drive past a house that Justin Bieber used to live in and have crazy parties in. Oh, yeah. And then you park and then you walk around this reservoir, which is technically beautiful but yeah. also technically trash yeah <laughs> and like all like the i don't know like everything all the weird old reservoir equipment and fences and everything say, a lot of chain link fence a lot of like <laughs> rusting chain link fences <laughs> yeah a lot of it looks like a set from um stranger things yeah like everything's kind of gone a bit wrong yeah it's like a bleak netflix sci-fi show isn't it yeah <laughs> love it okay the final place i'm going to mention in hollywood is the gower gulch do you know about this what the hell is that? Okay. So as I said, every day I go to work in Hollywood. Right. Um, and our building uh, where I work in is this in this lovely redeveloped area. And it's beside like an old art deco building and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, if I want to go get uh, a snack or maybe a coffee, I could go to Sugarfish downstairs, which okay. we've talked about. Yep. I could go to a very annoying but very good coffee shop called Rubies and Diamonds, or as I like to call it, Rubes and Dubs. Or I could walk across Sunset Boulevard and I could go to the Gower Gulch. The Gower <laughs> Gulch is like a strip mall, okay, but it's got a Western theme. So the whole wow. thing kind of feels like a fake Western town. And the reason being is, so it's on... Um, the intersection of Sunset Boulevard and Gower Street. And basically, originally in that area, they used to film in all the studios a lot of westerns. 
And what started to happen was in the 1930s and to the 50s, actual working cowboys would come to Hollywood <laughs> and they'd hang out at that intersection to try and get cast as extras oh, wow. in, in Westerns. So basically <laughs> this, this one little area is called Gower Gulch. And then they decided they'd run with it and they themed this like outdoor mall, not outdoor mall, this strip mall in a kind of old Western theme. Wow. It's called Gower Gulch. And it's got like a Denny's, a Starbucks. Right. It's got one of our favorites, Kebab Daddy, where we'll go. There's something called Noodle World, which we do not go to. Kebab Daddy. Kebab Daddy. There's a Rite Aid. But yeah, it's all like themed as a, as like a kind of Western thing. What? Now you've been tapping away on your iPhone. What's up? I just, <laughs> I remembered somewhere that made my blood boil um, in Hollywood that I've, um, I've been like driven past or gone in a lift past. It's called the Museum of Illusions. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, it's in that... It's what's on Hollywood Boulevard. It's on Hollywood near Boulevard. Near Madden Tussauds and yeah, all that kind of stuff. it's on Hollywood Boulevard. The, the line outside of it is always insane. And I'm always like, oh, what are these people lining up for? And it makes me so furious. It is literally just a... a, a like, it's got a few stage set pieces where you can take Instagram pictures of, oh, like, okay. illusion stuff. I'll just show you a quick example. It's like a museum of selfies. It's like a... Yeah, it's basically an Instagram museum. Like, like these two girls looking like they're standing on a ledge it's really I, that picture you just showed me it's it's two girls standing on like a fake edge of a building overlook as if they're like about to fall off oh okay i've got a really good one to okay. show you describe to me what this girl is doing <laughs> she she's doing a ballet move in a room that has a hollywood backdrop <laughs> but she's standing on some weird platform and i don't that's bizarre <laughs> wait a minute something else in the area is the Tower Records building. Oh, yeah. That big circular building. Yeah. Now, going back to the hills. Oh, yeah. It's where Adrena worked for a while. Oh, Columbia well, Records. Speaking of Ad- I see a lot of places that Adrena's worked over the times. Kyoto Studios. I see their, oh, uh, yeah. I see their like, vans <laughs> driving around, and I always think, I'm like, oh, Adrena. Or, like, sometimes you Smashbox. see Smashbox. <laughs> we didn't low work low at work Smashbox. To, low work to Smashbox. That's right. I've just remembered. Do you remember that night when we went out? I think we were going to the cinema and went out for dinner in Hollywood, and I just kept, every time, I just kept turning around and saying, Hollywood's my playground. Do you remember? <laughs> we were, oh yeah, we went and had a burger. I remember yeah. that. I just, that, for some reason that came back to me. It just makes me laugh to like, just keep saying it to people. Come on guys, let's go to Hollywood. It's my playground. And that should be like your Insta bio. Oh Hollywood's yeah. Hollywood's my playground. Hollywood's my playground. If you, if you, instead of moving to Koreatown, if you'd moved to like a studio yeah. in Hollywood, <laughs> that could be your tagline. Yeah. You would have your Instagram tagline would be like that red location thing. Yeah. And then Hollywood's my playground. <laughs> Hollywood's a bit of a crazy place. Mm-hmm. It has an international reputation of like glamour and movies, which is kind of true, but also there's so many other weird sides yeah. to it as well. It is a wonderful, wonderful hot mess of yeah. a place. So the question is, what is the UK equivalent of Hollywood? So I think it's probably the first place you think of is Piccadilly Circus and Leicester Square in London, especially Leicester Square because it's like cinemas are based there. I think that they have like, do they have handprints in in Leicester Square? Who knows? I don't know. They have premieres. They have like movie premieres in Leicester Square. It's very kind of like meant to be like, oh, the glamorous, you know, cinema film heartland of London. Yeah. But in reality, it's just like, you know, Bella Italia and like... The M&M store. The M&M store, which we (laughs) we can't discuss that place again. (laughs) And like, you know, like a like loads of underwhelming nightclubs that you get forced to go to when you, when you've never been to London before. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. Those two, like very central, very touristy, glamorous, but also really depressing. Yeah. And not glamorous at all. Um, I think this is a bit of a weird one and you can tell me that this is probably a bit too left field, but have you ever done the Harry Potter studio tour? 
No, I but, haven't. Because you know, famously, I've never read or seen Harry Potter. Of course, of course, oh, of course, yes, Slytherin. Um, but the, the reason I say that is because that's also got that kind of thing where it's like, I think people see pictures of people doing the Harry Potter tour, and they're like, from out from even from around the country in the UK, but from like around the world, they're like, oh my god, I'm going to go to the studio where they shot Harry Potter. But it's in Watford, <laughs> and you have to get the train to Watford, and then you get out at Watford Station and you get on a bus and you drive through Watford, and it's just very like I feel like a lot of people are like, what is that like? Especially if you're American and you were like, I'm going to see the Harry Potter studio, yeah. you'd be like, where are like the quaint London streets? Where are the cobbled streets? Where are the houses? Where are the little chimneys? It's like you're in Watford. Yeah, <laughs> is the tour good? The tour, oh, the tour's really fun. Oh, that's good. The most magical part is at the beginning. You sit down in a little cinema and. They, people from this, people from the film like introduce it. They're standing outside the doors of Hogwarts, and then um, so they're like these big like wooden doors, and basically the screen goes up, and behind the screen is the actual doors that they're standing in front of, like from the set, and oh, everyone's like, <gasps> and they open, and you're like, they're like, come on in. Is, I was, it was magical. Is the experience better than the Harry Potter one in Hollywood in NBC? Yes, NBC Universal Studios. Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. Okay. It uh, feels a lot more authentic. Okay. I also was wondering about the UK equivalent of Hollywood being Blackpool. Oh. Because there's something like back in the day, Blackpool in the UK was a kind of glitzy and showbiz. Yeah. And it still has like a bright lights reputation. But then in reality, it's a Ooh. little bit terrifying. <laughs> and wait, wait a minute. Isn't there a Madame Tussauds in Blackpool as well? Yeah, I think so. Yes, there is. Okay, so where are we going to go with this? What is the UK equivalent of Hollywood? Okay, I would, if we're going to just do, narrow it down to a, just a, a simple hybrid, I would say that the UK equivalent of Hollywood would be if you put Leicester Square in the middle of Blackpool. I think that's really good. <laughs> Done. Cool. You're welcome. Bye. We are back. Okay, you know that in every app we tackle an American topic. I just did. I tackled Hollywood. And now we're going to tackle a British topic. Fraser, you're up. What you talking about? I got a man with two left feet. And when he dances down to the beat, I really think that he should know that his rhythm's got go Does he wash up? Never wash up. Does he clean up? No. Anyway, <laughs> do so, we do we have that on our playlist songs to swing your arms to? Because it's very oh, it has to go on there. Yeah. So, <laughs> what's your topic? My topic this week is Alicia Dixon. So the reason I am doing Alicia Dixon this week is because I think on the last episode we touched on it about yeah. how strange it is that uh, over here in America on America's Got Talent, the champions, mm-hmm. Alicia Dixon is one of the judges, and. I can tell you I've done a straw poll of some Americans and I've said, do you know who Alicia Dixon is? And they've said, who? Huh? Who? Pardon? What? So I think genuinely we've reached another great point where I really need to explain who she is to the people of America. And also this just harps back to one of our favorite moments in pop culture history of when Cheryl came to the US (laughs) to do X Factor USA. So um, let's do a little bit of backstory about Alicia Dixon. So, as always, I'm going to read her Wikipedia introduction, and this is going to give everyone a little overview. Uh, Alicia Anjanette Dixon is an English singer, rapper, songwriter, dancer, author, model, and television personality. Um, And then we get our first little piece about her, which is she rose to fame in 2001 as a member of the all-female R&B garage rap group Mystique. It's very important for people who have never heard of Mystique to know that their name is spelt M-I-S 
hyphen T-E-E-Q. I feel like Mystique, one of their songs was on a soundtrack in America. I feel like they may have had one song that in like 2001 was on like the Bring It On soundtrack. Do you know what I mean? I, I think so. But also you, you know that you're going to get that confused with the song from that song by the Honeys that was on the Nutty Professor 2, the Clumps soundtrack. <laughs> Remember? What, so- what song was that? Oh my God. This was... A, a very important point of our friendship. Do you not remember? It was that, um, it was called I'm Not Gonna Trip. I'm not even gonna trip about it. Worry. Remember? And it was on the same soundtrack as that Janet Jackson song. Doesn't matter what you're oh, Wait a minute. I remember the video for I'm Not Even Gonna Trip. Was it quite colourful? It's colourful. Yes. And they're like smashing things in like a room. Anyway, we're not talking about the honeys. Not today. We're talking about Mystique. So, um, I'm just going to give you a fun little bit of backstory on Alicia, which I didn't realize till I read her Wikipedia. Uh, her first job was at Ladbrokes, which is a betting shop. Which How do you describe a bet? They don't have them here, do they? How do people bet here? Yeah, if you want to go bet on, like, the, the races. Ra- <laughs> Jesse, yeah. if you wanted to gamble on, like, a sports game, how do you do it? Do, do we have that in California? Okay, so you... I don't know. Oh, okay. So you have to be in a state where you can bet on sports games. But wait, if you are in a state where you can bet on sports games, how do you do it? I don't know. Oh, okay. okay, well, okay. And all, all to say, no Ladbrokes. No Ladbrokes. Um, so also, she aspired to become a PE teacher after leaving college. Um, so she even took a diploma in sports sciences. Oh, Isn't that exciting? That's nice. But then when she was at some dance classes in London, she was approached by a talent scout. And she took the ultimate gamble. Oh, and she, and I, I think for, I think it was at the Fulham Dance Attic <laughs> from when I remember this. So basically, uh, 1999, she met Sabrina, who was another member of Mystique when they were at um, the Dance Attic in Fulham. Um, and they decided to form a group um, when they spotted Sue Elise auditioning for another girl group. So the three of them, um, and then they, they formed a, a girl group and were signed by a record label. And the record label added a member called Zena McNally. Yeah, they used to be four members of Mystique. I didn't know that. And then basically um, in 2001, they released their first single, Why? Now, the fun thing about Why? is that it was initially released as an R&B song and it got like barely any attention. And then that song was remixed. There was a garage remix of Why? And that is their first song that got um, like chart success. So it was out for like a few months before the Garage remix came out. I'm just oh. going to give you a little, a little hit of the song. You bring me flowers. No, no. Wow. It's the remix. Oh. <laughs> anyway. So then, then that song is what kind of got their, got them kind of chart attention. And the most important thing is you just heard in that little clip there was Alicia's role in the group was really solidified. So, <laughs> so they were a girl group that did like R&B and then Garage became their kind of alternate style of music. We've definitely talked about Garage music before yeah. on this podcast. It's very specific. And then Alicia's role was defined as the group's rapper. So she's started being known for her very distinctive style of rapping. Like, as you just heard of there, it's the remix. So that was their first single, Why. I don't, I don't know if we can go into absolutely every single song that Mystique has ever done, because this is not an episode about Mystique. It's about Alicia. But I will say that basically they had like pretty good success in the UK, didn't they, uh, Mystique? They were like, they were a big deal. Yeah, they were, they were like a garage version of Destiny's Child. Yes, exactly. But on a much smaller, they were like solid success. Not, not like Spice Girls, not, not, not 
massive, but just solid. Yeah, and like most of their songs didn't really go outside of the UK. So like, if you're from the UK, you know, like for example, the song All I Want. Anyway. <laughs> well, I, I feel like... <clears throat> All I want just to be with you. Yeah. I feel like... Like an Napa. The oh, lesser were... play. <laughs> Very I feel Ayanapa. like garage music really made its way to Ayanapa. It did. Ayanapa, Ayanapa. <laughs> and then basically, um, they, I think they only really had one song, which I looked on Spotify, has a US uh, radio edit. So I think this is the only song of theirs that... I think American people will have heard of. And in fact, Jesse, yeah. will you tell me if you recognize this song? So, so, so wow, wow. <laughs> Any of that sound familiar? Yeah, that's not the original version of that. Uh, wait, what? What? Yeah, as far as that's our... the U- that's the U.S. radio edit. Are you saying, Jesse, that you know the U.K. version more than the U.S. radio edit? So 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 scandalous. Uh-uh. Uh, let me give you the chorus, Jesse. Hang on. The two of us are one night stand, just ain't enough. That sound familiar? Okay, great. See, scandalous was what got a little a touch of U.S. attention, but I think that. You know, no one's going to be, like, naming the members of Mystique. It, it says in 2004, they released that as their debut single here in America. And then they did they released an album that was, like, a compilation of both of their albums they'd already uh, released. So I just don't think people uh, in America cared. Uh, uh, wait a minute. It was also featured as the theme of the film Catwoman, starring Halle oh, Berry. Yes, I forgot that was on there. Yes. In addition to appearing on Grand Theft Auto V and the Arma- Armani Code perfume commercials. Yes, 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 yes. That's why people <laughs> might know it. Oh, of course, because so many people saw Catwoman. No, but like the Armani Code perfume, <laughs> yes. I, I, I yeah. see what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, just a few quick extra points about uh, Mystique. After the success of their debut album, 2003, saw Mystique becoming the faces of JD Sports nationwide. That's, that <laughs> tracks. That really tracks. That feels really good. JD Sports, what is that here? I mean, maybe Foot Locker. Dick Sporting Goods? Mm, I'm going to up the game. I, I think it was a bit... Dick's... We have Foot Locker. We have Foot Locker in the UK. I know, but that was... We only got Foot Locker not that long ago in that's the UK. That's true, that's true. It felt like what f- the UK version of Foot Locker. Okay, fine, fine. And then here is when things took a turn. A turn for the better for our Alicia. So she was known as the kind of the rapper of the group. Um, she was also kind of the breakout star of Mystique, don't you think? Oh, definitely. Um, people, because she was, had that distinctive kind of rapping style. And um, and she's beautiful. She's beautiful. And then what really tipped her over the edge was in 2004. We discussed this on the last episode. She was featured in the NERD song, She Wants to Move. She boom, sure. boom, 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 boom. I don't have that song. I'm just going to stick it to you. <laughs> so she, yeah, she was, just, she was just like the, the hot female dancer in the video. Yeah. She stood on a, I remember she was on a podium and the camera was just going round and round while she like shakes her thing in like a little slinky dress. Yeah. Oh, she looks so good in that video. <laughs> it was like she was really being positioned to crack the US market. Yeah. This is all kind of 2004, 2005. Um, the group actually disbanded in 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a little dicey, but I'm going to just mention it for um, a separate reason. She was also famously married to 
MC Harvey from the So Solid crew, That's who were right. a kind of a rap group from the UK from that period of time. But they broke up in 2006. They got divorced after he was caught having an affair with Javine. Harvey and Javine. So Harvey was in So Solid crew. Javine was a runner up from our beloved pop stars, The Rivals yes. or All Pop but- Stars. No, no, Pop Stars The Rivals. Pop- she was almost in Girls Aloud. She was almost in Girls Aloud. Favourite Javine song? <laughs> <laughs> Quick sidebar. Favourite Javine song? I know mine. Uh, it's not about what you want to know. Time is now and that's for sure. Damn your cuisine. Okay, so the reason I, you, you, you were mentioning Surrender by Javine, that was yes. her second single. Thank you. That's my favourite song. Me and Caroline. Uh, AKA Black AKA Lace. Black Lace. Uh, when we were at university, it was mine and her, me and her loved that song. And we once put on a performance for our friends, which involved, I think it was getting up on the windowsill in her room in halls, uh, having a, a little lamp as a spotlight, and yeah. you had to close the curtains. And then the idea was at the beginning of this song, it's got a very like glamorous beginning bit. You'd have to like stick your leg out of the curtains and then push the curtains back. And like, we would like lip so this. I'm just going to play you a little bit of uh, a bit of this. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what? It's time. <laughs> You just surrender your love. <laughs> anyway. What you want to know. The time is now and that's for show. This is a really good video. It's really fun. I remember there's lots of mirrors and things. Yeah. Like, it's, no, just, yeah. it's just really good dancing in it. Anyway, I think it's pretty offensive of us on an episode about Alicia Dixon to have talked for so long about Javine. So really quickly, um, in 2005, she had, uh, she released two of her first, her first two songs. Do you, do you remember what um, either of those two songs were? Oh, wait. Uh, wait, did, is one of them The Boy Does Nothing? No, no, no. That's a, that's a, that she released two songs uh, from an album before The Boy Does Nothing oh, came out. I don't out. remember. So she, her first single was, I've been playing a lot of music in this episode. Um, this was her first single. Are you ready? It's called Lipstick. This is actually a really good song. I like all the noises in the background that sound like people hitting metal bins. (laughs) Like a production of Stomp is going on. Do you want to hear the chorus a little bit? I think... Yeah. (laughs) That's an awful song. I'd actually call it a wall of noise. I really liked that song when it came out. I remember like having it on like some weird illegal MP3 like player that I downloaded from like a weird LimeWire knockoff or something. Anyway, so her first song was Lipstick and then she had a follow-up single called Knockdown. Do you remember that song? As soon as you play it, I'll remember it. I love this song. Yeah. Shall I get to the chorus for it? Oh my God, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> Knockdown. I got so those were her first two singles and the big thing that was different is that she was singing and because she used to sing in mystique but also do the raps where she was mostly singing in her singles so those were her first two songs um and you know she they did they did like okay like people were like oh she's kind of you know she's a pop star she's kind of fun then 2007 came along she took part in strictly come dancing that changed everything she won that season of uh strictly come dancing obviously u.s translation dancing with the stars and sh- that's when her career like blew up from being like oh she's this girl from like a girl group that's fine whatever and she became like pretty like uk like super famous right yeah so she um 
That's where she signed a new record contract, and that's when she released your least favorite song ever made, The Boy Does Nothing. A clunky, clunk, clunk, clunky, clunk, clunk. Which, we, which we've already played at the top of this segment, and we do not need to play again. Oh, you don't want to hear it again? No, please, no. <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm not going to play it again. Uh, but why do you hate that song so much? It's just so hokey-cokey, happy-clappy. I just, it makes me really... <laughs> Imagine this is this dance move something that exactly. reminds you of it. You're Fraser is doing sort of like dapper 1920s like shaking of hands dancing. We'll do a little recording of that for uh, for Instagram <laughs> for the social <laughs> for the social. It feels very like I just it reminds me of being a time where we would go out to clubs a lot and if that song came on as soon as it started playing, I was like, I know exactly how everyone's going to start dancing, and it's horrible. <laughs> I think that's why I hated it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so from based on kind of the, the fame that she had from Strictly, that was 2007. She released a couple of songs. She did released another song called Breathe Slow. It's a, more of a ballad. I'm not a fan. I'm not even going to play a clip of it. Yeah, I feel like fine. it's worth it. Um, and then controversially, in 2009, she replaced one of the judges on Strictly. And that was a big deal at the time because... She'd won the show, but she'd won as an amateur dancer. She then replaced one of the judges and was meant to be an expert. And there was a lot of hoo-ha about her replacing Arlene Phillips. Do you remember that? The hoo-ha? Do you remember the hoo-ha? <laughs> the Arlene Phillips hoo-ha. The Arlene Phillips, Alicia mm. Dixon hoo-ha. It, but I think that she deserved that role. I do. And she, she like... Her personality is really, she's got a great personality, especially for TV. Like she's really lively, energetic. She's really fun. She's really likable. She's really attractive. It's, it's just like a rare package of like, kind of, she's kind of like, I don't want to say this, but she's like a star, isn't she, she? And also she, she also like gets it and she like jokes about Mystique. And if she, if you're going to talk, she goes on a talk, she'll be like, oh, go on, do one of your fun raps. And she'll like do a rap yeah, and make a noise. Like she, she gets it. She's very fun. Yeah. Um, so that kind of propelled her fame even further because it wasn't just that she'd won Strictly. She was now a judge on Strictly. So now, now bring in mind, you said there's the big hoo-ha about coming the, becoming the judge on Strictly. Yeah. Then what happened? Oh, well. Then Strictly on the BBC. Yeah, so she was on the BBC it was Strictly, and then in 2012, she just uh, finished uh, the ninth series of uh, Strictly. It wrapped. She quit and became a judge on Britain's Got Talent. So on like different a, channels, like a rival network. Yeah, it's rival like network. she really jumped. Like after sort of getting that place, never being hoo ha, and then settling, and th- she then jumped ship. I'm guessing for a much bigger check. Oh, absolutely. Good Simon for her. Cowell money. That's yeah. that's big time. Psycho money. Um, so then, yeah, so then she became a judge on Britain's Got Talent. Obviously, we know America's Got Talent is the translation of that. And that's kind of, you know, musically, it does say that she's released another album. Again, I didn't look into it because I don't remember any of those songs. She About four years ago, she released a single that I thought was kind of fun. I remember I was vaguely trying to do Twitter at the time and I tweeted saying, oh, this song's actually not bad. And then she replied like, thanks. <laughs> you never told me that. <laughs> That, okay, that makes me feel a bit sad. Um, and then, yeah, that, that's kind of, um, you know, I'm aware that I've just stopped in 2012 and it's now 2020, but things have been pretty steady for her in the sense of like, she's got married, she's had kids, she's kept her job at Britain's Got Talent. She's just a very like a permanent fixture as a UK celebrity. Yeah. I also just found this really fun on um, her Wikipedia page. It just says, Dixon was criticized for forgetting the words to God Save the Queen while performing at the 2015 British Grand Prix. It just really made me laugh. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, for the past eight years, she's had that solid yearly job of Britain's Got Talent, which does well and people like or whatever. Gets a decent paycheck from that, but then surrounding that probably does, goes and sings at a Grand Prix and yeah. has like, 
a, I don't know, like a clothing deal with Lipsy and all yeah. those things and earns like solid, decent money. She's very like, like, do you remember when the UK version of Lip Sync, of Lip Sync Battle came out and mm-hmm. like, they were like, Lip Sync Battle's in the UK. Look who we've got. And it was, I can't remember who the other person was, but it was someone and her. It was Alicia Dixon and someone else are the first two people. Oh, really? And it's very like... She's, I feel like she's top of, like, near the top of the list of, like, anytime people want to do something in the UK for, like, a TV show, they're like, oh, let's try and get Alicia Dixon. Like, she's, like, actually, a, she's, like, a big deal in the UK, she, for sure. She, she's very solid. She's not, like, for a TV show, she's not an exciting booking. So I was trying to think of the US equivalent of Alicia Dixon. So I have got someone in mind, and you tell me if you think this is incorrect. Okay. So I was thinking, you mentioned them earlier, Destiny's Child... They were un- they were pretty much the UK version of Destiny's Child, and I think that I'm going to say Kelly Rowland, and I'll tell you why. Solo success, but not super successful, but enough songs that people like remember fondly. Kelly Rowland's solo career, yeah. And then Kelly Rowland was also an X Factor judge in the UK, yeah. Which kind of you know she's done that like judging on pan on like talent shows that kind of thing. I would say the personalities don't completely line up and match, but I feel like they exist in the same space of like fame and prominence as each other in our respective countries. Okay, I'm gonna throw a weird curveball okay. at you, Nicole Scherzinger. I I do I agree with that, but I just think we have picked her before for something <laughs> else. <laughs> she's so versatile. She's so versatile. We, we, I feel like we're always going to going to Nicole Scherzinger because she's got that kind of translation between the two countries. So I think it's more specifically Kelly Rowland because because I think that the fame in the individual countries is the same kind of the same situation. level. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I accept that. Okay. So the U.S. equivalent of Alicia Dixon is Kelly Rowland. You're welcome. Okay, as ever, we finish up the episode playing a game of Welcome Not Welcome, where we list very British or very American things, and we say whether they're welcome or not, i.e. whether we like them or not. Fraser, you're up first. Welcome or not welcome? Okay, welcome or not welcome. Corner shops. So in the UK, a corner shop is just a, we call them news agents or corner shops. It is basically just like a little convenience store is what they call them here. Or a bodega. Or a bodega if you're in New York. But they are, especially in London, are everywhere and because you're on foot in london they are very handy when you're like oh i'm just gonna get some gum and you just pop in and pick up a little pack of gum get some gum top up your oyster top up your oyster card um, i really really miss a corner shop or a news agent since and, i moved here and sometimes the corner shops can actually be a little bit special and have really good fruit and veg yes or have like really specific type of like a weird like variety of crisps that you've never tried before like totally. when i used to live in that place in dulwich that's where i discovered peanut puffs which were like Ooh. cheese puffs that were peanut flavored yes i got into, a bit more like everywhere now but at the time i found them there. i got into plantain chips heavily one yeah, time exactly okay, so welcome, welcome. <laughs> okay welcome or not welcome sticky toffee pudding oh i love a sticky toffee do pudding. you love a sticky toffee pudding <laughs> this really is a precursor to the the burns supper episode oh because we may be having it at burns and i was speaking to my dad this morning and he told me that um, sticky toffee pudding is from a place in Scotland, apparently. Okay. Uh, a hotel in Aberdeen. What you is can't, it? You can't remember the name of it. <laughs> it what is it? Yeah, what sticky is it? toffee pudding is like it's like a gooey sponge cake that has like a sticky toffee um, sauce. Yeah. And you'd always serve it heated and you have to serve it with some ice cream. Yeah, uh, like a vanilla ice cream. Oh, yeah, just like a round scoop of vanilla ice cream. Yeah, Perfect. Oh, welcome. Welcome. Oh, yeah. Um, welcome or not welcome, Carl's Jr. <laughs> Now, why do I bring up Carl's Jr.? 
Because it's too close to your new apartment and you're worried that you're going to go there 24 hours a day. Yeah, I have, <laughs> since I moved in on Wednesday of this week, it is now Sunday, I have been twice to Carl's Jr. Twice? You didn't tell me that earlier. I know, I lied about it earlier. I, I've already been there, I've been there twice. I've never been to a Carl's Jr. It's a burger chain. Yeah, it's just a burger chain. There's nothing special about it, but I, I have to say not welcome because I need it to go. No. I can't have it this close to my house. No, I'm going to say not welcome. Never been, but I don't I don't want it for you. Although Carl's Jr. was the um, burger I think it was the burger chain that used to do this sexy, the sexy ads back in the day. Do you remember it would be like Paris Hilton eating a burger? Oh yeah. That was Carl's Jr. And, and there was like a crown. Isn't there like a a little king wearing a crown? Is like the symbol or something? Or have I made that up? That's Burger King. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, let's move on. Um, welcome or not welcome. Having to do laundry in a laundrette or laundry room. Oh my God. Oh, people didn't. Do not know the struggle. <laughs> the The Los Angeles struggle of laundry is real. It's so weird. So um, people always think America's so advanced and like all about service and convenience. And yet most apartment buildings here, you do not have a, like a washing machine in your apartment. Yeah, and you, you either have to go to a laundry room in your building and share it with other people or <laughs> go to a laundrette. I've been, yeah, I've, like you're... Tell me about it. I've been laundretting and using, you know, building laundry rooms since I moved here. And I will continue to do it in my new place. And what's even crazier is the, I'm sure the laundry room in your new building, it was the same building that like a similar building to Jesse and I used to live in. To operate those machines, mm. you have to put in coins, quarters. Yeah. Like, like it's the past. I will say I did go and sneak and look at my laundry room and they have fitted a thing where you swipe your <gasps> debit card and you can use the washing oh. machines like that. It's pretty, that's pretty good. I mean, next up is Apple Pay. But Americans, Americans find it insane that any rented flat apartment that you move in into in London pretty much has a washing machine in it as standard. Yeah, and totally. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? Anyway. Um, not welcome. No, not welcome. Uh, my final one, welcome or not welcome, the 197 bus route in London. I don't know this bus route. It sounds very <laughs> South London. Southeast? It's it's Southeast London. Dulwich? It, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I really just mentioned this one because it's just a little thing that I miss. It's a very specific bus in London that starts at my friend Charlie's flat. And you'd get on it there. CLC? At CLC's. It would start at CLC's flat is where you get onto it. And it actually used to come past my old flat. So then I would get on it. Then it would pass Nina's flat, other podcast guest. Aww. And then you'd stay on it and it would end up at our friend Emily's house. So if we ever were doing something together, we could all pick each other up along the way. That's really nice. And we have a, we have, we even have a WhatsApp group called the 197 bus. And we <laughs> message each other on it. And we're like, oh, we miss each other. They take pictures of ourselves on the bus and send it to each other. That's very welcome. Yeah, that's welcome. I, I just like miss them. Okay, welcome or not welcome, using the word squint. Now, not like you're squinting your eyes, but if, say, for example, there's a picture hanging in the wall and it's not straight, in Scotland you say, oh, it's squint. <laughs> that is Scotland only, my friend. So, in, in for example, it's such a thing in, in Scotland that in Glasgow there's a bridge that goes not directly across the river, it goes across the river at like an angle. Yep. It's called the Squinty Bridge. <laughs> Scotland is such a strange place. At one point, hey. you're really going to have to just break down the whole of Scotland for us. <laughs> well, just a topic one week. <laughs> topic will be Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, genuinely. Okay, well, Squint, Squinty Bridge. <laughs> I like it. It's okay. welcome. It's kind of cute. Welcome. Okay. In in, um, in Norfolk, they would say, it's on the huh. Wait, what? That would be the equivalent of... On the huh. Yeah, the Norfolk equivalent of Squinty. Wait, how are you is, spelling that huh? I'm not really sure. I don't know if I've ever seen it written down. I think it might be H-U-H. So it can use it in a sentence. Use it in the sentence about the bridge, please. Ha in a Norfolk accent? Yes. 
How you seen that bridge? That's on the her. Huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> on the her. Huh. I was so judgmental of my culture. Okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, that's been your welcome, America. Please get in touch on our Instagram with your questions, comments, harassment, whatever you want. Uh, it's your welcome, America, on Instagram. Follow us on Spotify podcasts. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And remember, um, your welcome, New Year, New Year, welcome, America. We need to replace Theresa May. We need to replace Theresa May yeah, at important. the top of the show. So it's do imperative. get in touch. Imperative, and um, for the future of the podcast yes and um, so please get in touch with a british or american um clip or or soundbite that you think we can just pop into the opening of the show preferably with no music behind it because it's really difficult to use thank you okay great <laughs> um that's been it and um we don't want, no i wasn't gonna do it because it's a new year yeah it's a new year so so how are we how do we sign off now i don't know you tell me you you axed um fucking ann robinson bye Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Ethel. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour.